0: not going to dip in holy ghost oil.
1: Facial hair is not apostolic. Oh, you're just going to stay and angry at God for the next whether it's popular or not, we're seeking out what pleases the Lord. Hi, friends. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the UPC Later podcast and the very first interview of 2024. I'm so excited for what the year is going to bring and all of the guests who you guys are going to be able to get to meet and know and get to hear their stories. So, thank you so much for your feedback and support on the last couple of solo episodes those stress me out. I don't know why I feel like maybe I'm talking too long and too much and too fast, but y'all are so sweet to me and so supportive and I appreciate it. So without any further delay and no more technical issues, let's go. All right, friends, we are back with our first guest of the year. I want to welcome one of my very best friends growing up in the organization who um, is going to remain nameless. So hi, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I know a lot about you. The people listening do not. And I know mm-hmm. that there's things that I don't know about you. So I'm excited to, to hear your um, experience in the organization. So tell me, were you a church kid growing up? Were you born and raised in it? Tell me, you know, let's go way back to when it all began.
0: Yeah, so I um, I actually am a I believe third generation upCI um Pentecostal kid um I grew up in it I was born and raised um you know like I heard someone else previously say like right out of the womb that's kind of like what it was for me I woke up and I was a part of UPC I didn't have a choice <laughs> um. yeah and so um yeah it just i grew up in it. I've been in it my whole life. My family is heavily involved. Um, I have pretty much every, mm, everywhere you turn, there's probably a preacher, minister, um, someone that is heavily involved in a church or that is the pastor of a church. Um, so yeah, it's pretty, go pretty way back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Were you pretty involved as a kid growing up?
0: Um, I was. I um always had the desire to be heavily involved in ministry, um, because that's all I knew and that's all I saw. Um so I was very open. I always wanted to like wherever I could put my hands to work, that's where I wanted to be. Um whether it was music youth ministry um kids ministry i was kind of everywhere all over the place
1: <laughs> yeah and did you feel like it was a lot of pressure to do that since your family was so involved
0: um absolutely i feel like that the eyes of um like that there were i felt like there were always eyes on the wall watching me um because of the different, um, just where, like, there being pastors and teachers and ministers everywhere that I looked, everywhere that I turned, it was like I couldn't go anywhere without someone being like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so, you know, like, I know her, like, we're watching her, making sure she's staying on point, making sure she's in the choir, making sure her, you know, everything is to the T in front of everybody, because,
1: like, our name is on the line also. That must've been really difficult at such a young age to realize that your family is watching. The people connected to your family are all watching basically no matter where you go in the organization.
0: Yes, it was, it was very difficult. It was very difficult to um, like kind of be myself, like to make a a name for myself. Like I felt like people always were like, I, they never knew me for me, kind of. You know, it was always like, "Oh, that so and so's granddaughter." Right. You know, that's people always talk about preachers' kids having it rough, but like, grand grandkids, preachers' kids have it rough too.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. So you know, your your family's <laughs> involved. You feel a desire to be super involved. Um, Around what age did you start to feel like maybe things were not um, as laid out to you as they were um, growing up? Um, I want to say
0: probably around uh, 14 years old, I would say. Um, I remember there being a specific if it's okay, if I can, um, you know, give a specific time. Yeah. Absolutely. That I remember. Please, do. Please do. Um, I remember I was at church camp and as you know, it was a big thing in the UPC. We all go to church camp. It's this big ordeal during the summer. Um, you meet friends, boys, all kinds of stuff is going on at church camp. Yeah. Um, and there was an incident where I was very, um, I wanted to be involved. They had this big youth choir that they would do they would get up and, you know, everybody could be involved if they wanted to. Um, and so I remember I, we had been practicing all week and, um, I happened to sit beside a friend that was a boy. It was just a friend, like this friend I had grown up in the youth group with, like we were in the same youth group. Nothing going on. Like, we were just friends. We happened to sit too close together, I guess, was the issue. Um, I didn't even know that I had done that. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, we had been friends. So I get pulled off in front of, like, I believe it was at night. Um, Church is getting ready to start. Everyone was on the platform. And I get pulled off by a family member who is, was heavily involved in the youth, uh, you know, the district. And um, I get pulled off the platform, like, right as church is getting ready to start. And they're like, you, um, you're you not allowed to stand on this platform and represent our family. With You should be ashamed of yourself for what you've done. And I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I was, wow. I was very confused because I was like, I, I don't, all I know is I'm trying to be involved and be, you know, I'm 14. Like, I just want to be used by God to be on this platform. Like, what did I do? Yeah. And the person was looked at me and was like, you, you sat next to, you sat too close to a boy. And, um, that's just unacceptable. And I was like, all right, sweet. I didn't even know who I sat next to at that point. Like, so Did they let you stay on the platform to sing that night or no? Nope. They sat me on the front row and I had to sit there the whole service. As like a um, public, what do you call it? Like a, like a shaming public, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like a public shaming. Like, look at, you know, like she sat next to a boy, too close to a boy. Like, this is what you shouldn't do. And this is what will happen if you do it. And that pretty much happened throughout my whole entire life
1: (laughs) with different things. Just being made an example of because of who you were affiliated with in the organization. That's a lot of unrealistic expectations like on a teenager. Yes. Yes, for sure. Especially
0: 14 year old. Like I'm just trying to figure out who I am, you know, and it was just it's just wild. It's just wild to think that they don't let you be who you, who you you want to be. You like you, they don't let you figure yourself out. You know what I mean?
1: Right. It's kind of like we're going to
0: tell you who to be and what to be.
1: Right. And- I want to go back because you said that that wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, that happened throughout your time in the UPC. Was there another mm-hmm. time that you were taken off of the platform? Um
0: I want to say There were different moments um, where I was never, so I'll take you back to obviously growing up, you know, I didn't, because I was involved in the UPC, I didn't drink, I didn't um, smoke, I didn't do all of that. I found myself to be very like um, recluse kind of, I was very, I was homeschooled um, all the way to nine, my ninth grade year, I was homeschooled. So I was very sheltered. Um, so I, after I got, after that first time I got moved off the platform, it happened a few other times or when I was with, um, I would be visiting my grandparents' church and, um, my skirt would be too short, you know, like too far above my knees. Like not, I'm not talking like Oh, you sit down and you see something, you know what I mean? I'm talking like, you could see a little bit of kneecap a little bit, like not even a lot of it, just a little bit. (laughs) And like, they'd be like, oh, you have to sit down. You can't sing this solo. And I'm like, what? Like, because of my kneecap, really?
1: Right. (laughs) That's so confusing at such a young age to be told, like, your kneecap is the thing that's going to set people over the edge. Right,
0: like I get, you know, I get people. Okay, fine. Like you, you, you have a maybe your downfall is you're attracted to kneecaps. You know what I mean? I, (laughs) I get it. I one hundred percent. But like, come on.
1: Yeah, to to put that pressure on a on a girl at such a young age to to cut, you know, you're showing too much knee. You can't you can't be in ministry that day. Is so confusing
0: yes very confusing it was it was a um a whirlwind of emotions all the time I feel like because I wasn't you know i had very um i developed at a very young age i want to say okay um <laughs> if that if that's i don't really know how to make that p g um yeah <laughs> i i developed i had you know a woman body parts at a very young age that I got picked on about and made fun of. And I was too, you know,
1: it it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. It was a
0: lot of stuff going on. Yeah.
1: It sounds like it. So, you know, you said that you started, you went from being homeschooled to being in high school. That Mm -hmm. must've been such a shock from, from being, you know, in this sheltered environment to being very unsheltered <laughs> in <Yes>. public school.
0: <laughs> yes, it was a very big um a very big culture shock to me. I I remember the day you know I had begged my mom because all I knew um growing up was church. All I knew was church friends. Um you know going on homeschool groups with the church, the preachers kids, you know what I mean like and so I was like, I want to go to like a real school. I want to have real friends. Like I want to do what these other kids are doing. And, um, and my mom, God bless her. She was like, okay, fine. You know, I could tell that she had, you know, the struggle as a mom would, you know, to protect me and to shelter me, but then to also give me, you know, my independence and my freedom as I got older. And so I was um, my dad dropped me off on my first day of high school and I remember like walking in the doors and I was like, take me back home. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, t- can I just turn around? I changed my mind. I changed yeah. My mind. <laughs> but it was
1: a big, it was a very big culture shock. Very big. So at what point do you find yourself, you know, cause you were pretty involved for such a long time. At what point do you find yourself reconsidering? everything that you were taught?
0: I want to say, actually, it wasn't until um, I met my husband, my now husband. Um, We started dating. We met at around 17 years old. And we met in church. He was born and raised in it. Um, We met in church. We he actually had always been, um, very inquisitive, like, um, not necessarily questioning everything that happened, but I'll never forget, um, one service we were sitting, we were still dating. And he said, um, the pastor got up to preach and I didn't have my Bible with me. And he looked at me. And the preacher was like, you know, we're going to read our Bibles in the scripture, open up. And I, he had his Bible and he looked at me and he said, where's your Bible? And I was like, what do you mean? Where's my Bible? Like, he's about to read off the screen. You know, like, <laughs> I, was like <laughs> I was like, I was like, I you know, like pastor reads it off the screen. I'm good. And um, he looked over at me and he was like, so you're just going to believe everything that comes out of his mouth as truth. Or are you going to like read it yourself and get it for yourself? And I was like, what? You know, like no one had ever like questioned me that way before. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because I just always went with the flow and did what everyone told me to do and studied this. And, you know, this is a scripture we read and this is the passage we read. And this is why it was never like. Oh, are you going to actually get it for yourself? Or are you just going to believe what everyone tells you to believe? Right. And so that was when I really... Like, we were dating and I really started to question, like, hold on a second. Like, there's more to this than just what meets the eye. You know, like, what we're being told.
1: Right. You know? And you're 17 at this point. How long... Were you in, the, at what age around did you end up leaving the organization?
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, so 17, um, I was 20, 28 and a half.
1: Wow. So uh, over 11 years from starting to try to dig in for yourself and, to, yes. up, to, and up to that point, um, that's a long time. Yes. <laughs> talk, Very talk, talk me through what you experienced in those eleven years that, you know, finally yeah. was your like okay.
0: Um, so a lot have happened within those eleven years. So, you know, like I mentioned that I had met my now husband. Um we dated for um actually we were best friends for a long time. For about five, five and a half years we were best friends we just studied the Bible. We talked, we, um, we're just very casual. Um, and then we ended up, um, getting married and in between all of that, you know, we ended up having, we have three kids and, um, together. So there was a lot, a lot happened within 11 years that, um, that kind of changed the course of, it, it helped it helped the trajectory of um, what I was believing and what I was turning myself to. You know what I mean? Like, when you get married and when you have children, you start your view on things change. Yes. And you start to see, like, okay, well, this isn't just about me now. This isn't just about me getting to heaven. This is about my, my babies getting to heaven. This is about you know this is about my daughter so it's like i really started to dig deeper and and i'm still digging to this day but it's just it was it was something that we we had to change there was nothing there was not a question about it when we started reading scripture when we started seeing things that didn't line up to what we had been taught our whole lives
1: you know we were like, something has to change. And was there a moment, like, is it was there a defining moment or was it just like, we have to go? Or did something happen that brought you to that point at the church?
0: Um, yeah, so there was actually a really big um, situation. So, and this, I'll just take it step by step. So we, um, we my husband and I had been married. We had already had our three kids um, and I'm in the medical field. So I wear scrubs um, all the time, scrub pants. Now, mind you, I've, I got a lot of backlash from family members constantly. Still, I get it to this day about why don't you, you know, they sell scrub skirts. You can just wear scrub skirts. And I'm like, but I'm not interested in wearing scrub skirts right for many reasons not just you know not just the basis of salvation And you want me to wear a scrub skirt, a scrub skirt because you think that I shouldn't wear pants you know like there's a lot more in the medical field that goes on than that and I'm not you know I didn't want to subject bodily fluids and other things you know so I was like um I still I held true to that and so I started to um one service I remember we were really heavily involved in youth ministry like heavy we had been involved in youth ministry for about I would say like 10 years heavy and um we had been made like the junior high youth pastors and so there were you know the young people looked up to us. And so I remember, um, I had worked like a 16 hour day. I was exhausted emotionally. I was exhausted and I wanted, um, just to come to church, you know, like I wanted my desire. All my desire was that day was to be at church. I just needed to hear the word of God, to be in the presence of God, to, to get that strength where i knew it came from you know and um i ended up coming in my scrubs to church now i was always told come as you are Mm -hmm. you know like we don't care what uniform you have on you can wear whatever that's not really true
1: no (laughs) Um, no it sounds nice in theory it sounds very (laughs) welcoming
0: but it's not always true it sounds great coming from the platform, but it's not the case when you're involved heavily in ministry and you walk in in scrubs yeah. and people are like, whoa, those are pants, not skirts. And so, um, and it actually happened. So I ended up, it was either, I had a choice to make. It was either like, am I going to go home tonight? If I go home at this point, I'm already late for church. Like I'm not going to make it to church. I'm just going to stay home or I can wear, stay in my uniform, go to church, hear the word of God preached, get what I need and go home and it be done, you know? Right. And, um, and so I ended up coming, my husband was fine with it. I, and I, I even had walked in, I had my scrubs, walked in the church, walked into the, you know, youth, youth hall where we had youth it or youth you know bible study at sat down with the rest of the young people like nothing you know like, like nothing like it was normal
1: right it's like you went know. in and adre- you know acknowledged like hey everybody it's me i'm here in pants just wanted to you know you just sort of did what you normally do
0: right like it wasn't like i went down there and like kicked down the door like i'm here <laughs> and i'm in pants
1: <laughs> right
0: like no i just i just came in sat down I even sat down in the corner like in the back just because I was so I could be out of the way like I already came in late um and turns out so we leave no one says anything to me um no one says anything to my husband so you have to be feeling pretty good at that point yes absolutely I'm like all right cool you know like this is cool like I can I still came still got what I needed from God and I left and we we good you know and um, yeah. little did I know that behind the scenes all hell was breaking loose over me coming to church in scrub pants I'm talking like I get a message from the the bigger um, youth pastors or youth leaders above me saying, um, people were taking pictures of you, um, at church and your scrub pants. Um, we need to have a meeting. And I'm like, what? Like why I was so confused as to why you were, they were so concerned about me coming to church and scrub pants. Like you're so concerned. You're taking pictures of me behind my back, which is very uncomfortable very uncomfortable sending it to other people as an example and then now you want to have a meeting with me and I didn't even know that any of this was going on so me and my husband go to this meeting and um when I tell you immediately like I felt like I was being stoned to death like if you could stone people with words like pretty sure that would have been happening to me I was being torn down every which way. Uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. You have young people looking up to you. You, um, you walked in here high and mighty with these pants, with these pants on, and you know, um, you know that we we don't approve of this and that we don't condone you wearing pants. And um, I remember I had like a bunch of feelings at once hit me because a like I just wanted to come to church <laughs> you know like
1: right. and you weren't
0: concerned about that you were more concerned on what was on my body versus the content of my heart and I didn't understand where that was coming from
1: absolutely and plus you know it's it when you're on a youth staff you're expected to be there you don't get to miss services right at all at all and and I even there was even a point
0: before I even came to this meeting where I had told the minister that had messaged me I was like look I will if it helps I'll bring a change of clothes to change into if it's gonna you know calm people down I'll even do that and at that point my husband was like absolutely not we're not doing this like, we're not going to change, you know, based on what other people think that we should do, you know? Right. And, um, and then I was like, I was like, no, you're right. Like, and so we ended up, um, like I said, we went to the meeting and they were bashing me. They were being very harsh, very nasty. Um, and, In the meeting, a lot went down, and we probably could get into it. Um, But they basically were like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And if you're going to continue doing this, like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be involved in ministry. And at that point, I'm like, I'm already confused i'm already upset i'm crying my husband is mad (laughs) because i'm crying over here and he's like if you can show me in scripture where her wearing scrubs is putting her in the gates of hell by all means like we'll change what we wear and they couldn't answer that question it was a very Uh, back and forth oh well I didn't um that's not what I meant I didn't and he was like no I want you to show me scripturally where she's going to hell for wearing pants and then we can talk have like a real conversation about it and it went into um well you you know we don't we teach a lot of things a lot of things over the pulpit that We don't necessarily believe personally. We just, um, we're just obedient to our pastor.